Hello and welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today we're going to talk about a non-tangible, non-physical aspect of healing. Again, healing yourself from a holistic point of view. And this is an area that oftentimes people don't even want to consider or talk about because it's kind of sticky and difficult. And a lot of people don't know how to navigate and maneuver through this area of themselves. You know, I often say that at the core, the core issue of all healing is an issue of power, of personal power, your power. And there's very few areas of life where this shows up in a more poignant way than when it comes to your emotional health. And so we're going to talk about how that is so crucial to the health of your body. I'm just going to introduce this a bit to you today. So when we talk about emotional health in the main, more and more people are, are coming around to taking this into conversation. But yet there's still a lot of people when you bring up emotional health, they don't even want to talk about it. Don't even want to go there. And in my observation over the many years of delving into emotional healing, I've come to a couple of conclusions as to why people don't want to do this, why they don't want to do their emotional healing work. One of them is because they don't know how. You know, we live in a society that, that in the main, that in the main, I mean, yeah, there's pockets here and there is always in, but in the main, our society does not want you to become emotionally healed and whole. There's too many institutions and structures of society that benefits from people who are emotionally traumatized and compromised. Therefore, it's very difficult to find people and systems that will really show you what it takes to heal yourself emotionally, have a dialogue about it, create a safe space, know what to do so that you can emote and express and release all of those emotions in order to truly heal. So that's one factor. We just don't know how and society doesn't, in the main, doesn't support this. The second factor is that people are truly afraid of their emotions. And I get it <laughs> because trust me, from my experience and some of the things that I've had to, I've healed and gone through and emotions that I've had to release, <laughs> it's a lot. So, you know, we're afraid to feel our feelings. We're afraid of the grief, of the depression, the sadness, because it feels like it will take you into a bottomless pit where you'll never come out. And yeah, for a time, it can feel that way when you're in the midst of it. We're afraid to feel the explosive feelings of anger, of resentment, of revenge, because they are such strong, fiery, explosive feelings. And oh my God, if I were to let all this out, what would people think of me? And what, what would I do to myself and others? Would I destroy things? What would be the repercussions? You know, there's a lot of fear, frankly, about really letting all of that out and really being vulnerable and being seen in the face of other people. You know, especially because most people would judge and criticize and, and, and condemn you for, you know, being that vulnerable. They see it as a weakness which says more about them than it does about you. But 
those two reasons I feel are one of the primary reasons why people are so afraid of their emotions and why they don't even want to go near the topic of emotional health. And yet, when it comes to your physical health and healing it, healing from any type of a physical condition, you have to. You have to. You can only get to a certain point of of rebuilding your body physically without um, addressing your emotional health. You can't, you can't go to it past a further point because that's required in the process. Why? Because you're one whole organisms. You cannot, you cannot separate and divide your physical health from your emotional health. They're one and the same. One and the same. In the main, humanity is an extremely traumatized species. We've been traumatized for generations generations, thousands of years. So much violence and destruction and rape and murder and abuse and verbal abuse and on and on and on and on and on it goes. That we come to this point now in society, this, you can under, begin to understand why there's so much dis dysfunction and acting out and weird behavior and toxic behavior and narcissism and on and on and on. Because there's such a history of trauma within the genetic material of our bodies. The body holds a record of your life. The body holds the trauma within your cells, within your tissues, within your energy system. Your body is a record of your life experience. As the medical intuitive Carolyn Mesa said numerous times, your biography becomes your biology. This is such a true statement. Your traumas, your experiences, your unresolved emotional things are stored within the tissues of your body. The areas where those things are stored, and that can be figured out, that's not the conversation for the day, the areas where your body stores and holds on to the greatest deal of trauma over time are the organs in the areas and systems of the body that break down into degeneration and disease. This is a known fact. There's lots of research about it. So let's talk a little bit about why this happens. When you are in a state of agitation, of stress and fear and anxiety, there's always this rub in the background. There's always like the, the wallpaper of your mind is colored with all of this unresolved trauma and, and feelings that you don't know what to do with. So much so that more often than not, you just suppress them over time and forget about them. They, they drop into the subconscious mind, which is your emotion, which is your physical body. They drop into the tissues of the cells of your body. They're stored there. They're recorded there. So is, there's always this agitation, this anxiety, fear, stress, on and on and on. People are always running around having to do, 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 short of time and on and on. You're stuck in the, in the sympathetic nervous system state, the body is. This is not a natural state. When you're stuck in the, nerve, the sympathetic nervous system state, you're in fight and flight or freeze mode. You're ready to go out and like run and defend yourself against something. This sets off a lot of, the, a lot of alarm bells in your system. The adrenaline and cortisol hormones go up the blood system, the, the blood flow moves from your the core of your body into 
or from digestion into the your t- tissues and muscles so that you can run and defend yourself if necessary. Your thinking capacity goes from your frontal cortex where you can think straight and make good decisions back here to the reptilian mind, which is the primitive mind, or it's just all about impulse and reaction and just running and defending. Your immune system is compromised and suppressed. Your digestion stops. There's all kinds of physiological, biochemical, hormonal things that happen in your body when you are stuck in the sympathetic nervous system mode. Your Your hormones get all jacked up. In this state, healing and growth do not happen. They cannot. One of the reasons that keep people so stuck in this mode where they cannot get out of it is all of the emotional backlog of all the unresolved baggage from their past. Even though they're no longer consciously aware of it, it is still in there agitating. The nervous system is very sensitive to the state of your mental and emotional energies, which are recorded within your system, within your body. Your nervous system responds to this. Your endocrine system and hormones respond to this. In order to heal, you must move from that nervous system state into the parasympathetic state, which is the rest, relax, digest, heal, and grow state, where you can think clearly. The blood flow and circulation regulates. Your digestion picks up again. Your immune system can come back online again. You have to move into this space long enough so that your body can begin to to catch its breath and, and begin to heal. And so over time, when you're willing to delve into your emotional healing work and really release all of that congested energy and confront the the traumas and feel the emotions and think the things and speak the things and on and on, do all of that work, your body can finally, finally relax. And at some point, when you persist in healing yourself emotionally, The main habitual state, the normal state of your body returns to being in the parasympathetic state. That is the normal state where you're supposed to be all the time. And when you can heal yourself and deal with all the emotional agitation, then it's easier to come back into the parasympathetic state as your norm, as opposed to the sympathetic run and defend and fear and stress state as your norm, which is really not natural. It's not healthy. One of the most profound gifts that you've received by being willing to go through the emotional healing process is the insight that you receive on the other side. You know, so many people ask, why did this happen to me? It's not fair. It's, you know, they can't make peace with the trauma with the abuse, with the, with the relationship that fell apart. Whatever the thing is that caused trauma for you or a, an emotional charge that you, you can't let go of, you know, one of the reasons why it's so difficult to do the emotional healing work and move beyond this stuff is because we can't find, we don't know how to find meaning out of the whole thing. What was the point of going through all of this? Why did this happen to me? When you're on the outside of the healing or the the, the beginning point of your emotional healing process, so to speak, the answers don't exist there. You can't find them there. And instead, you'll just go through this emotion, this mental loop and ruminating and chewing on it forever and ever, which creates some problems of why did this happen? Because you can't find purpose and meaning to it. 
However, when you're willing to go through the process and learn how to express the feelings, feel them, speak the things that you need to say in an environment that is supportive and conducive to this process, to be witnessed by another person, this is so crucial, to have somebody witness your expression of pain, of telling your story two or three times, not a mazillion million, but two or three times just to get it out of you, to be witnessed, acknowledged that you went through such a horrible experience. When you can go through all of that, on the other side of releasing the emotional storm, of, of feeling the feelings, of getting out of your bo- getting them out of your body and out of your energy system, on the other side, you finally find peace. You finally find peace. And in that peace and peace and in that quiet, you're finally open to receive the intuitive spiritual connect, uh, communication and answers that you've been asking for all of this time. That's the only place where you're going to be able to find them when it comes to this emotional stuff is on the other side of the emotional storms. Then when you can, in that quiet, calm, clear space, spirit can actually answer your question and give you the insight as to why you experienced that. The understanding of what that experience was meant to teach you about yourself and how you interact with other people. And it's not until you can finally come into this quiet, peaceful place where spirit, your divine self, higher self, whatever, God, where they can finally answer your questions and communicate to you the purpose of what that experience was about, that you can finally forgive yourself. It's in the forgiving of yourself that you finally let it go so that you can move on. It's in the forgiving of yourself that cultivates the self-respect, the dignity, the appreciation for yourself, the love for yourself, to be able to laugh at yourself. That's where you cultivate and find your true self and recognize you've had the power you needed for your life all along. You just spent it in a very misguided way. That is the gift of doing your emotional healing work, of coming to a point where you can finally forgive and love yourself. And when you come to this space, you will never forget it. You will never forget it. It shines a whole new light on your life. And coming from that place, You'll take a lot, you'll make different choices and take different actions. One of which are the actions of how you take care of your body, of how you feed your body and nourish it. And come in, you come into a, a state of a greater, deeper respect for your body and what it had to teach you through this whole 
process of what it held for you waiting for you to heal all this stuff. That's the role of service that your body offers you as it's as your teacher. So I hope this conversation today helps shine new light and perspective on emotional healing work, why it's so important, and I hope it inspires you to look into it, to learn about it, to explore it, put, dip your toes into it. Find somebody who's able to guide you through the process of doing your emotional work because it's profound. It's priceless. So with that, I hope you to enjoy today's conversation. Please leave your comments below. Let me know your thoughts. Share this video around. Subscribe to my channel. And below in the description of this video, I have um, a guide that walks you through seven unconscious beliefs that prevent you from healing. I encourage you to download that, read through that, and think about what that is presenting to you and how those beliefs are tied to emotional traumas that you've not been able to let go of that's preventing you from healing whatever your thing is that you're dealing with. Because I promise you that can be a linchpin to open things up so that you can really take your healing and your growth to a new level. So with that, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.